Hello, and welcome to Movie Buffs Quick Pump, a mini show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at It's Me, Shani B. And today I'm talking about the 2010 film, The Expendables. And I'm reflecting on the franchise as a whole in prep for the fourth installment out this Friday. If you haven't seen the original film, it's about a group of friends and mercenaries who are sent into a militarized country to take out a dictator who's working with an American drug lord. When they meet the dictator's daughter and realize she's down as hell, they decide to rescue her and blow up the entire corrupt country. This franchise is something. Um, let's be real. These movies aren't Oscar-level cinema by any means, but they are still incredibly impressive in their excess and their freedom and creativity, like stuff you just would never imagine anyone would try to put in a movie finds its way in here. Um, I'm late to the game because this was a blind spot for me, but I, I'm a total fanny bee. All of these guys together is amazing, and it only gets better with each of the films featuring more and more crowd favorites. I only wish they had done it sooner because some of these guys are pretty old and the dye jobs and leathery skin can be a little tough to get past, but I just love seeing all these guys together. I don't even care that it's it's complete nonsense. You know, they are all so ripped and so sweaty and everything is so explosive. This movie is so full of testosterone that most of the characters appear like they might literally explode because their vascularity is is next level. There's everything. Everything is to the next level. The character names, we got Statham going by Lee Christmas. Uh, we have Terry Crews going by Hale Caesar. Just, just we're having so much fun any and everywhere. And I am obsessed with it. I mean... They're, I love that they're technically a motorcycle gang, you know, like the Expendables is their logo on their rings and leather jackets and motorbikes. I mean, nothing in this movie feels like reality, and I'm one million percent here for it. Uh, some of the things that did trip me up, though, I have to be honest, uh, Mickey Rourke's character for real, you guys, he, no shirt, uh, a hot girlfriend whose name he can't remember. Yeah. In what world? I, truly absurd. He also has the weirdest monologue of all time, of all time. Um, everything about him is, is hilarious and, and so random. Uh, the comedy is also not great. They're, the, the way that Jet Li's character is written and treated is is no dice, in my opinion, like just cringe. And I know that they're all having good fun or whatever. It feels like they're they keep trying to say in the script, oh, we're teasing each other, whatever, whatever. But I'm not a huge uh, fan of it. I didn't love that. Um, it is also funny that they make it they yada yada how easy it is to basically kill every single person on screen that isn't one of our heroes, uh, because literally everywhere they go, everybody but them kind of ends up dead pretty much. And they they're just able to chalk that all right up to, well, uh, the whole country had been taken over. Everybody here is corrupt. Everybody. Uh, so it's all good. No worries. Um Okay, I just, uh, I, I have a little bit, uh, I'd like a little bit more parameters here and there. Although I'm asking for the wrong thing in this movie. You know, there there aren't parameters around a lot of things. And I think the 
the only other thing that's a little bit icky to me is like uh, the masculinity in this is it's interesting I, I it's amplified i don't love the themes of it some of the ways the male characters could be written treat each other talk to each other all of that stuff the way they interact with their environments like eh, there's a couple of things here that that for me personally are pretty cringe but occasionally that makes me think it's a genius satire so I don't know. I, I'm just a person uh, uh, reflecting on this movie from my own chair in the moment. But I will say that, like, intended or not, I do think this movie actually accomplishes sending the message that, like, if you do live the way these guys live, it's a pretty dark and depressing, lonely existence, I guess, other than this brotherhood, which is, you know, why it's so important to them. Uh, but you know, that stuff honestly is, is where my biggest issue is, is like the writing is really the most problematic here. It's just, uh, heavy handed and flat and kind of on the nose in really superficial ways. I expect a little bit more from Sly, you know, he used to deliver like really grounded drama while also blowing shit up. And now he's kind of got his buddies doing the weirdest monologues because, if you thought Mickey Rourke's monologue was weird, like just watch the other movies and more weird monologues are on the horizon for you. Uh, just stuff that I'm not really sure why it needs to be there because the strengths are elsewhere in this movie. And I think they recognize that as it goes along. Uh, Sly does write all of these. There's a different screenwriter each time that he is collaborating. Um, but the first one he did with Dave Callahan which I think is like a pen name. It looked a little interesting on IMDb when I was trying to look through and see where this guy came from. But he's kind of like a sequel king. You know, the way J.J. Abrams was like rebooting a bunch of franchises and, and everybody seemed to be cool with it. It does feel like this guy moved around Hollywood and people were like, hey, I need you to come over here and give me Zombieland Double Tap. I want another one of those. I'm looking for Across the Spider-Verse because I want another one of those. Even Wonder Woman 1984, which is amazing because I had no idea. I guess I just didn't deep, deep dive enough on 84. Um, but, you know, an amazing uh, a person to be the, the other half of what this script ends up being. Because like I said, that it's just it just feels a little meh. And so... I don't mean to shit on it because I think we're not here for the writing. I think we're here for something else. Uh, but the first movie is directed by Sly himself as well, uh, which is interesting because I think the first one has a color palette that historically was one of the reasons I wasn't super into it. It, it, it has so much creativity in it and there's a lot that I really like, but it, it is one of those uh, color palettes and, and frames that for me personally is like a little bit challenging. Uh, so I like that. Sly was here to play and to amplify everything he had learned making these movies for like a hundred years. And that only just gets better because then we have like seasoned director uh, Simon West come in to do the second one. And that guy did fucking Con Air and The General's Daughter, which is like a really good grounded kind of military drama. I love uh, the Jolie Tomb Raider that's going to give you that elevated nonsense. And it's sort of like Simon West has, you know, the, the ability to bring all that to this franchise. Patrick Hugh did the third one, and he's kind of a new director on the scene because number three was his first big action film. Uh, but he did go on to do the Hitman's Bodyguard movies, and I do like those. Those are V fun. Um, they're also in the same wheelhouse as like, we're not really focusing on the drama of interpersonal relationships in these movies, even though that's still here. 
Uh, however, I think the drama really is won by the the directing. It's the strongest part of this movie and these franch this franchise as a whole. The directing is by far the strongest part of this franchise, especially you know within the first movie as well. Just uh, the infrared effect that's in the open is really cool. Uh, the Valena sequence where Statham kind of throws knives a bunch. Just uh, Sly's doing such a good job in the first movie of amplifying this action every chance that he gets. And I really appreciate it in terms of uh, performances before I really get into the stunts because ugh, I, they're amazing. Uh, we have to just break down how this franchise is all about the personalities that are going to cross the screen here. You know, we got Statham. Uh, who's amazing. I can't believe the chemistry that he can have with anyone. I Every time he's in a movie with a new person and I'm not sure whether or not he can share the screen, it's never on his side. He can share the screen with anybody, find chemistry with anybody, and I cannot believe how much I enjoy him opposite Stallone. It, uh, their chemistry is something else. Um, he's one of my all-time favorite actors because he's able, I think always, to be in a chaotic kind of story with the action movies he makes and somehow like ground them you know i know crank is probably like the one movie i won't be able to pull this argument with but even parts of that where i'm like if this was real though and so yeah statham kills it in this for sure uh the rest of the cast is stacked stacked i love that terry cruz is here from the jump um, I love Eric Roberts as the initial villain, just doing everything. He nails everything. And frankly, like his dialogue is perfect. I wouldn't change a thing there. He perfectly written, perfectly delivered, walked right out of an 80s action movie straight up. And I think the first movie needed to start there. So I really appreciate that performance. Uh, just everybody who comes, everybody who comes through the door here is nailing it. The list of people that end up being in this movie, all three, is insane. We have Arnold, we've got Bruce, we've got Jean-Claude, we've got Megan Fox, who's showing up in number four, so I'm excited. Chuck Norris, Ronda Rousey, Mel Gibson, friggin' Wesley Snipes, Harrison Ford, you know, staring down Sly, Antonio Banderas, Kelsey Grammer in a fedora, please. Uh, Liam Hemsworth is there, being a sweetheart, trying so hard to deliver yet another insane monologue. And the king, Glenn Powell, is there before anybody even knows he's the king. So I have to say the strength of this franchise with the action, of course, is the cast. No other movie, no other franchise could ever be like this. And I, even though these aren't the best movies ever, I got to say that's, that's something that'll always make me maybe return and cherish these guys, even though, again, so late to the party, showing up, oof, what year is it, 13 years later? I don't even give a fuck. I love it. No shortage of great actors and no shortage of insane stunts either. The explosions throughout this movie are real and there's so much fire. It's real fire. It's so good. It's awesome. They need to do real fire all the time always. And, you know, maybe Sly is the only one doing it. And so there's like none left for everyone else. But I don't really think that's a good excuse because the fire in this movie is so good. I love it. Uh, they got their own signature plane doing water landings and Sly's riding on the side of that plane or his stunt guy is. Either way, that's the stunt I think I like the most because most of the stunts in this movie involve just like people being totally, uh, you know, slashed to pieces with bullets. 
And I love a, a good basic ass stunt where it's like, eat your heart out, Tom Cruise. I can get on the side of this plane on water, even if it's just my stunt guy. So that's definitely got to be the stunt that sticks out to me. I also think the truck ride where Dolph just stomps his accomplice is gnarly. Uh, peeling out in those trucks is so dope as well, just all over the place. Uh, but I think maybe the best stunt set piece of the entire movie for sure um, is the fry and die, uh, as they coin it in the movie, which is when they decide to go back to the place they had just escaped so they can dump a whole bunch of gasoline on the dock where there are many people. And then Jason Statham will jump out of the or pop out of the top of the plane and fire a flare and burn everyone. Um, however, of course, our bad guys are definitely going to jump into the water just in time to keep it going. Amazing. Uh, every stunt kind of one ups the next and it's it's just amazing for kills. There are so many, and I say that a lot when I'm trying to decide on my favorite kill in a movie, but this movie really, really kills almost everybody. Like I said, if you're on screen and you're not one of the heroes, you're getting it. Um, I think the kills that really stand out to me are the ones that are a little bit simpler, even though they're also pretty rough. Uh, the, the rescue scene when they come through and kill the couple of guys, they just slice a head off, an arm off into the neck of the other guy it's like vicious knife death and that stuff's pretty creative so i'll go with it i think also they might have like used a little bit of cg in here to kind of like really make it gut-wrenching and i can get down with it uh i do think though in a movie like this i'll always have to go with the big ending kill you know when eric roberts finally meets his end uh sly does this amazing gunslinger style shooting thing and just you know lights him up and then right through his back and his heart comes a big shiny knife from statham who's our knife guy just throwing knives all the time and i love that uh kill because it looks awesome but it also becomes kind of like a trademark sly brings back the way he's gonna take guys out going forward and it's just it's, it's just an indicative of the cowboy mentality that these guys are trying to embrace in some way but they're kind of like military cowboys because they're mercenaries in that sense um e either way it's very funny and a lot enjoyable you know in the end these guys they save an entire country and they fly home with a whole bunch of pride and then go kind of party it off you know celebrate what they've done um these movies these movies are a lot of fun the action gets better and better, and there's more icons every time, so I, I can't lie. I can't wait to see the fourth one. You know, if you haven't seen these movies or if you want to beef up, you got to go to Netflix. They've got everything you want on there, and I have enjoyed rewatching these movies for sure. All right. I think that about wraps it up for me. Get your fix and follow the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Take us for a ride and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave a positive review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. And you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at It's Me, Shani B. All right. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for watching. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs Quick Pump. Stay buff.